I'm back in the saddle again. Broadcasting live on Star Worldwide Networks, Sharon Camarillo's fun and fast times. Nobody holds a candle to me in my red high heels. Join National Hall of Famer and author Sharon Camarillo as she inspires, educates, and entertains while exploring the fastest growing equine sport, barrel racing. Get information from top trainers, competitors, and equine educators. Tips on training, competition, hauling, nutrition, and more. And now, live from the beautiful San Joaquin Valley of California, here's your host, Sharon Camarillo. Hey, welcome back to Fun and Fast Times. Thank you for joining us. It's a great time to say Happy New Year and remind you that you can contact us on Facebook Messenger or uh, Facebook under Sharon Camarillo and a reminder to contact us on SharonCamarillo.com if we can do anything for you. We've got an interesting show for you today. It's a little different than our normal venue. The conversation that we're about to share will be especially valuable information to over 3,000 members of the Women's Pro Rodeo Association. There's a critical election a little over two weeks away. Ballots go out today. And joining me is Women's Professional Rodeo Association President Jimmy Gibbs Monroe and WPRA Vice President Heidi Schmidt. Together, we're facing this election and we're vested in a campaign for president, vice president, and two circuit directors. It's an honor to have these women with me. They have busy schedules, family, husbands, and like most of us are are always running. I'm going to begin with Jimmy. Welcome to Fun and Fast Times. And I have to say, there is no one in the sport of barrel racing and women's rodeo events who bring more experience, integrity, I know that firsthand, respect, and foresight to the Office of President than you have in your past tenures. Gaining experience on the National Intercollegiate Board of Directors, you moved into the WPRA in the early 20s as you served two years as WPRA Women's Director before stepping into the presidency from 1978 through 1993, my word, 16 years, And then 19 years later, and I repeat, 19 years later, by popular request, you step back into the office of president from 2012 to 13, and again, 2021 to 22. And I have to say, they've called me and asked me questions during those times of need. When the board experiences unsurmountable problems, they call Jimmy Monroe. Important highlights in your tenure You fought and got equal money for the sport of barrel racing, better ground conditions, increased sponsorship, and introduction of the second women's event in many of the rodeos, breakaway roping. Jimmy, I'd say that's quite a resume, and I didn't even mention Pro Rodeo Hall of Famer, three times world's champion, and 11 trips to the national finals rodeo. So Jimmy, I have to ask, going forward in this next three-year term, What's in your focus for the WPRA? Well, thank you. To begin with, Sharon, thank you so much for having Heidi and I on your podcast. I appreciate all the nice things that you said. I really have to give this board credit, though, this current board, for the breakaway coming into the rodeos. I mean, the growth of it's just been phenomenal. 
I think there are a lot of things that, you know, we're looking forward to working on. And you mentioned the breakaway, and I mean, the growth in women's breakaway in professional rodeo has just been phenomenal. They started out in 2020. There were just 50 approved breakaway ropings at PRCA rodeos. And there'd been some in previous years, a few, but no more than 50. And then last year in 21, we had over 200 breakaway ropings at uh, approved breakaways at PRCA rodeos. So the growth is just phenomenal. This year, we're getting more new approvals in from rodeos that did not have breakaway last year. I think that we could go to well over 300. I think we'll make 300. Heidi thinks we'll make more. I think there'll be more approved breakaway ropings. But I mean, it's just really, and of course, they're growing pains when you have your first goal is to just try to have the breakaway at as many PRCA rodeos as you can. Then after it becomes more of a standard event, just like the barrel race did, the ladies worked really hard in the beginning just to try to have a barrel race at PRCA rodeos. So then after you do that, then you have to take a look. Of course, our goal is in the next couple of years for the breakaway to be included in the national finals rodeo. And then you have to look at the purse in the breakaway. Now that there's more and more rodeos having it, and that was your goal, like I said in the beginning, you didn't worry so much about the purse and the added money is just to have the event in the rodeos. And then in the next couple of years, we're going to have to, you know, we'll look toward equal money, just like we did in the barrel race. You know, I think that plan will start next year and asking for a certain amount and then working up in a couple of years to equal money for the breakaway. So there's just a lot of good things happening with the breakaway and it's happening really fast. Like I said, really faster than did in the barrel race. But also we know that Joe Lee has done such a good job, but we're going to have to look at adding representatives to, you know, the board. They're going to need more representation on our board. So it's exciting. And we're just looking forward to meeting all these challenges. Heidi's a breakaway roper. Not all of us know you. You're from North Dakota. I appreciate you joining us today, Vice President. You're a wife, a mother, and a business owner yourself. You're used to the pressures that you're facing now with the challenges in the WPRA. Like Jimmy mentioned, you're a timed event in both breakaway and barrel racing. You served as the Badlands Circuit Director the fourth largest circuit in the country for five years. And in 220, you were voted by the board of directors to fill in as interim president after our sitting president resigned. And and that was just a few weeks before the national finals. But I want to remind our listeners that 220 was the unique year that COVID shut down the national finals rodeo in Las Vegas and the NFR moved to Dallas. It was a big responsibility for, I'll call you an interim president. You can correct that as needed, but I'm here to say as a huge fan, my point of view that you handled the responsibility with no problem. Yet another example of the strength and the foresight and the work ethic that the Monroe Schmidt ticket has. Can you elaborate on that? Yes. And just to clarify, Sharon, thank you so much for having me on. I think you're right. It's a little odd at times to have a vice president from North Dakota. It's not as common as from other states, but I think that it gives the board an advantage to having representatives all around the country. I did serve as the interim president, but that was only between the two month gap 
that Doreen Wintermute had left and Jimmy was reelected last May. So I was interim president there. My contribution to the NFR in Texas was more of, I was still serving as vice president. We were working with a skeleton crew, however, thanks to COVID. Our COO, office representative, and myself were there five days prior to the NFR starting, and I was there through the eighth round, setting patterns, taking questions, being the ground liaison to the girls. And then after Doreen, who was still the acting president, she arrived at about the eighth round and she took over the duties for the last portion. Jimmy brought up a lot of really, really good things about the breakaway. And for those of you who don't know me, I actually got my start in the rodeo world, rodeoing with NFR qualifier, Gail Beebe. She was my traveling partner for about a decade when I was young, when I got my card at 18. The reason that I stepped in to the Badlands circuit specifically was to make positive change for every member in that circuit. And I still very much today feel like it doesn't matter if I'm contacted by a permit member, a roper, a girl in the top 15, they all get my same amount of effort and my same amount of focus. What I feel I bring to the table is my business sense. My husband and I own and operate two businesses here in North Dakota. I have a master's degree in business administration, and I would really like to help apply those skills to the roping. Jimmy just laid a great foundation. First and foremost, it needs to be in every arena across the country. It needs to be a staple, not a sideshow. I do believe these girls need to rope for equal added money. And being solution-based, not just we're going to do this and with no implementation plan, I think is a strength Jimmy and I have working together. Jimmy has highlighted, okay, we're going to get it in the rodeos. Maybe you don't have equal money this year, but when we as representatives and directors are talking to these committees, we need to say, all right, we'll let you in this year, but we expect equal next year. I think it's a much faster process for the ropers than it was for the barrel racers, like Jimmy highlighted. And, you know, the other thing being in the little yellow arena, it is everybody's dream. And the base of every strong business is that foundation. That's being in every rodeo. That's equal added money. That's equal added money across the board, whether that be at the NFR or Ellensburg, Washington. It doesn't matter. With that said, we're going to need to take a break and uh, visit just a minute with your friends and mine, our folks at South Point Hotel and Casino where we love to be during the National Finals Rodeo, and also Achieve Equine, uh, who really provides some excellent resources for our performance horses. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Listening to Sharon Camarillo's Fun and Fast Times. We'll be right back after this. The South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa is legendary for its old fashioned Las Vegas hospitality. Thank you to owners Michael and Paula Gone, who treat every guest like family. The South Point Equestrian Center and Preferred Pavilion is host to equestrian events of all disciplines, including the headquarters each December for the National Finals Rodeo and the United States Team Roping Finals. Definitely the place to be, not only during the NFR, but throughout the year. Make sure to check out the list of top entertainers and activities for the entire family, 
including bowling alleys, theater, award-winning food, great gaming tables, and loose slots. Make the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa your first stop on your next trip to Nevada. Flare Equine Nasal Strips are self-adhesive strips that promote optimum respiratory health of equine athletes at every level of competition. The strips reduce airway resistance and improve airflow when your horse needs oxygen most. Veterinarian-developed flare strips are a drug-free, simple, cost-effective tool for supporting the long-term respiratory health of all equine athletes that perform in both training and competition with undaunted enthusiasm and heart. Try flare strips and experience the benefits for your horse, whether it be at the Kentucky Derby or during occasional weekend competitions or trail rides. Go to flarestrips.com to learn more and find retailers near you. Your horse will be glad you did. This is Sharon Camarillo's Fun and Fast Times. And now, back to Sharon. Welcome back. Jimmy, I want to jump back to you and both you and Heidi have really focused in on the breakaway roping. And I have to say that I'm reading in between the lines and the breakaway roping is obviously facing some of the similar challenges that the sport of barrel racing faced in the seventies. And you were absolutely our leader getting through that. And I want to talk in a little bit about the PRCA, but in the meantime, you know, when they implemented ProCom, we didn't have to stop along the side of the road in the old days. I'm really dating myself and hope that we could get through to the secretary. So ProCom has been a big contribution to the professional sport of rodeo. And now we're bringing breakaway into that, hopefully sooner than later. Tell me some of the challenges that you foresee in the technology that we face in ProCom. Well, it has been a challenge when the breakaway roper's been added as another event because their systems are not set up to handle another event. So that means that the breakaway, which they're working on it, they're working to improve their systems and their tech, but that's going to take time. They've told us that it's probably going to happen within the next two years. But right now, the breakaway is treated, when you enter the breakaway, it's like a separate rodeo. So the members that are in the breakaway are not able to event buddy, like if they run barrels and rope or rope on barrels, whatever their primary event is, they're not able to event buddy like they can in the other events. If the men enter the roping and the steer wrestling, then they can event buddy. So that's one of the challenges that we're facing with ProCom and the breakaway. And uh, as a result, the breakaway ropers and the barrel racers are having to pay two ProCom fees because your callbacks will be different in the breakaway. So we're facing some challenges that along with the PRCA, we're working to try to get theirs worked out. They feel very confident that the system, the changes then with sometime in the future that they're going to be able to event buddy. And of course there'll be one ProCom fee, but it has been some challenges. They compared it to the steer tripping, which not many rodeos have steer tripping, but they're not able to, like I say, handle another event. So if they do, it's treated much like the breakaway. Anyway, these are some of the challenges that we're facing with the breakaway and ProCom. Well, Heidi, I want to bring you back into that conversation too, because you've had some definite opinions there. I really appreciate you being open 
because it's real easy to make promises, but then to carry through on those in a timely manner is where we go to work at. So with that thought, I think you, Jimmy, and I all came into this professional rodeo or into rodeo competition with a focus in roping. And then we graduated into barrel racing because it was the predominant event. But I, I'd like to hear your comments on the challenges in breakaway roping. Well, and speaking to our members that listen to this, I would like to say for me personally, as a current dual event cowgirl, I, I do both. My husband is a calf roper. I really dislike the number two years. It is a very hard number for myself and our dual event cowgirls to accept. But that is, in fact, the number. They told us this at the NFR. It is a $5 million tech development that they are putting together. And for anyone to campaign or run on, well, we're just going to tell Procom that they have to implement it immediately. It is not a possibility. And I don't like it any more than anybody else, but it's not possible. However, there are some positives to this $5 million tech development that I've been talking to people at the PRCA about. One of the complaints that we get often from barrel racers is the trade deadline needs pushed back so that if we have to turn out, we can trade those perf spots and not have open holes in the barrel racing. With this tech development that yes, is a little farther off than we want, those are changes that are, and in the future will be implementable. Again, it's not today and it's not the answer I or many of the members want, but it is a truthful one and it is coming, it will happen. The PRCA is invested to helping us make these changes, as are Jimmy and myself. I so admire the two of you and the fact that you're open about that. You know, it's easy to, like I said earlier, make promises, but that's when you get in trouble, when you know some of the facts and, and you don't put them out there. You and Jimmy work together so well, and you were able to work as president, vice president this last year. What is the connection the two of you have that makes you so compatible and what long in-game goals do you look forward to accomplishing in this next three-year term? Oh, let me go first, Sharon. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy is incredible. She uh, came in for the interim. I mean, she's been around, what did we say? Eight months. The woman yep. knows literally every person in this industry from the committee man at Wolf Point, Montana, every announcer, every sponsor, and she has such good rapport with all of them. She has made it very easy for me to focus on things that are very important to me competition wise. Limited entry road is ground. Ground is so paramount and something I'm focused on. Rules, relationship with our judges, which we are building back even stronger now. She reminds me a little of my mother. No offense to me. <laughs> no, I could be <laughs> from, from the very beginning, she was open, honest, asked good questions to get brought up to speed and has made my job easier to do. And I have some freedom to run and hopefully make some of these big changes that we are. I believe she's focused on everything I am too, but she does so much more on the sponsorship end on. And again, her reach is just incredible. I've seen that firsthand. There's no one that I respect more than Jimmy Monroe. And I get a little emotional because that feeling and that honesty goes so deep. I see that you and Jimmy's connections, your experience as businesswomen, your passion for your families, your combined rodeo knowledge, your work ethic, and Jimmy's connections go 
I've just seen she walks in a room and she's greeted with open arms. There's no controversy. Everything's above board. And what I love, it's, it's open. She lays her cards on the table and, and I think it's an, it's an honest game. It is. Uh, Jimmy. I don't know what to say (laughs) after that. No, thank you all. Well, you know, you work every morning with a passion and it's interesting. You know, we've been in this business a long time. We know so many people and we get so many accolades, which is wonderful. New Jersey or Walla Walla, Washington, Iowa, people know you that you don't even know, know you. And, you know, we've done this for a living. We haven't done it for accolades and you are so gracious and often embarrassed when you hear what you've done for us all. We're singing your praises. And I, and I appreciate that so much. I'd just like to say how much I've enjoyed working with Heidi. You know, I've been really fortunate in the years that I served as president to have people that have served as vice president that have been such an asset to the association. And I've enjoyed every minute working with them. And as I said, Heidi is no exception. She has just been phenomenal to work with. I love that. Name some of your vice presidents. I know that Pam was with you. Well, Pam, right. For 14 years, she served as vice president while I was president. Jerry Mann served as vice president. So, I mean, you know, I've just had some excellent ladies that have served in that position with me. I wanted to ask you to, you know, we've traveled together. I've known you for a long time, hugely respect you. I've always advocated having a woman on the board of directors for the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. And with your insight and wisdom, you always said before that can happen, we need to get barrel racing as a semi-standard event or as a popular event in rodeo to come as before we promote going onto the PRCA board. And we need guaranteed equal money because we were able to work directly with our sponsors and not through the PRCA to get that. But of course, you were 100% right. And through your leadership, both came to fruition. Are we getting closer to seating a woman representative on the board? And as popular as the barrel race has become, do you think it's important that we gain the support of the PRCA? Is now the time to, to put a woman on the board? Well, of course, we're a separate organization. We're not members of the PRCA. Sharon, in order for us to become a standard event, that would require merging with the PRCA. I'm not an advocate of the WPRA merging with the PRCA. They are two great organizations, and I want us to continue to have a good working relationship with them. And I think that we do now and we can continue to. I'm really proud of the relationship you have with our sitting commissioner on the PRCA. And in fact, he certainly knows barrel racing. He does. Yes. And I think that he's doing a great job. And so far, I've really enjoyed working with Tom. We have a representative on the National Finals Rodeo Committee, and we have a good working relationship with the PRCA. I feel like we do, and we meet with them. We're having meetings periodically, monthly meetings. So I do feel like that, you know, we have input and that, you know, I think we have just a really good working relationship with them. 
Well, is there a need for the barrel race to become a standard event? Making seven and the breakaway roping would be eight. I mean, then we have the steer roping, which has always been a stepchild, unfortunately, with fantastic contestants. But um, do, you, do you see that we should work to become a standard event and be on the board? Well, I just think that, you know, like I said, we have our own separate organization where the barrel racing is in over 90% of the PRCA rodeos. We work through the committees for our approvals. We have separate approvals. We approve with the committees. And I see the breakaway growing into that same position where in the near future, they'll be at over 90% probably of the rodeos. And again, like I said, you know, we worked through our committees with the equal money was something that we worked with the committees to obtain over a four-year plan that we came up with. And I think the same thing is going to happen with the breakaway, like we talked earlier. Maybe it won't be a four-year plan. Maybe it'll be a two-year plan. That's the way I see. I just see our two organizations working together. And I think we are pretty much a standard event. I agree, Jimmy. I think the working relationship with the PRCA is without a doubt paramount to what we do and how we function and having that relationship, which you do. And I do also, I text, I had a question for Tom Glouse this morning and I got a response five seconds later. He is, he's very good at responding. Our commissioner, the PRCA commission. (laughs) Yes. And we are, we are in a position right now where we can communicate back and forth with them. Do we always get the answer we want? No, but nobody ever gets the answer they want 100% of the time. But we are in a good working relationship with them and that working relationship and maintaining it is paramount to the WPRA. Absolutely. Jimmy, I've said it once, I've said it again, you have the heart and mind of a champion and the tougher things get, the more patient you become and there's no drama. I mean, you just start looking for solutions And as you talk about the PRCA board, I guess I have to say no one fights for ourselves than ourselves without having to go through the PRCA and work direct with the committees. I'm certainly thinking that that's stronghold, especially with the relationships both you and Heidi have with our committees. Our directors, Sharon, they do such a good job working with these committees and they've built relationships with the committees. And I cannot say what, you know, a great job that these directors do with working with the committees. And when we got equal money, it would not have happened without the directors. They stayed in constant contact with those committees, seeing if they were going to be able to come up with the equal money. Could they help with a sponsor? So the directors play a really important part too. I almost feel like our directors are an advantage for us with their committee communication, especially with this big ground push that we've started with our newly reinstated ground committee. The directors being able to communicate and express our needs or what our goals are and help them gives us an advantage that way. I think that's paramount to the WPRA, communication from us directly to committees and contractors. Well, we have two directors whose terms are up this year and they're running for re-election. Do you want to put a little push in for their names and some of the strengths that they have offered the WPRA? There's a few directors that are up for election. It's not just two, it's the Columbia River, Montana, 
So right now there was no one that signed off to run in Columbia River or First Frontier. I think we do have someone interested in the Columbia River position. I have not heard anybody in the First Frontier, so they actually have no one that accepted a nomination. Dylan McPherson is running uncontested in Montana, as is Carla Beckett and Julie Herman. Wilderness is Julie and Mountain States is Carla. We have one person running in the Southeast. That would be new. Rickley Miller spoke to her on the phone the other day. She is a no-nonsense lady, and it was a great conversation. Patty Roberts will be leaving that position. Lois Ferguson in Texas is a hotly contested race. I'm sure anybody that follows the Facebook drama has seen a lot of it. I have worked with Lois now for eight years. She pours her heart and soul into Texas. It's been a little unfortunate, some of the things I've read on Facebook. And as a professional women's organization, the second word is in our name is Women's Professional Rodeo Association. And I think that keeping things professional, whether that be on a podcast or on social media is absolutely paramount. And I just would like to see us stay that way. Other people are watching this committees, contractors, the PRCA. They're watching how we conduct ourselves as a business and as representatives of this professional association. That's all I have to say about, but I wanted to let you know there are more circuits up this year, just one hotly contested. Well, I know how important those circuit directors are. And gratefully, I've been asked in years past, and my husband kept me out of politics, which I look back and thank him for doing that. It kept my eye on competition. But I'm disappointed in the Columbia River Circuit and the First Frontier Circuit. Gosh, they have no right to complain if they can't get anybody to run to represent them. That's They need representation. I mean, I've reached out to some girls in the First Frontier. They do need representation there. They need somebody to step up. But it is at times a thankless $150 a month job. And (laughs) Uh, it's come to a, it's come to a point with social media. It's gotten so ugly for some people that they don't want to step in and get ridiculed or criticized for making the best decision for the association that they can, because not everybody will agree with every decision. I still hope somebody will step up and accept an appointment in the first frontier. There is somebody interested in the Columbia River. I know that she didn't get her nomination sent in on time. So maybe she will step into that role. Maybe not. Across the country, every circuit needs representation. That is the core. These directors, representation across the country is the core of what we are. And that's boots on the ground in their element. So um, I know you and Jimmy represent the membership meetings at different places in the country. You're flying in and flying back to your circuits. But I have to say on a lighter side, I brought up Jimmy's no drama attitude and always looking for a solution. For an example, on the lighter side, as I said, please, uh, Jimmy, reiterate your recent travel experience while trying to get home (laughs) from the general membership meeting in Rapid City at a time when 4,000 flights around the country were canceled and people all over the country were stranded in airports. Your solution was. You would have thought it would have been Rapid City where the problem would have been. But the problem was Dallas was iced over. And I had four flights canceled one day. 
getting back into Dallas. So Jake Finley, who's engaged to Janie Johnson, he'd heard from Janie and Tassie that I was stranded there. And they were up that evening. He and Tegan Smith, his traveling partner, were up that evening at Rapid City in the bronc riding. So they said, well, we're headed back to Texas as soon as the bronc riding's over if you want to ride with us. And then I heard that the 6 a.m. flight the next morning was canceled. So I said, okay, sure. So <laughs> You're a road left After the Bronx riding and 18 runner. hours later, we were in Fort Worth. So. <laughs> As if I've driven by an airport, I've driven too far. I feel like I'm, I'm vested in my road miles. I don't know. I probably would have got coffee and camped out for that next flight in the morning. But I mean, in the big picture, you weren't going to get home for two or three days. No, it was great. They, were, <laughs> they put up with an old lady and it was great. <laughs> there is an example of the reach you have, you know, <laughs> from you're in Rapid City, the alarm goes out in Texas, it comes back to Rapid City. And the answer is always yes, when, when <laughs> you need some help. I appreciate that. I want to say, Jimmy, as we start to bring this podcast to a close, do you have any closing thoughts that you want to share with us? Well, you know, I think one of the major concerns, if we have time, we talk about the ground and it's been a concern for a number of years from the time in the 90s when Justin came in with the Best Footing Award to encourage committees to improve their ground. It sort of tied in with their sports medicine program where they were concerned with the cowboys. And this was a concern with the health and well-being of the horses. And then later when we put together a ground video, even then Heidi and them, it'll be, I'm sure it was sort of, you know, it was not what they'll put together, but, and then, you know, when I came back the last time and served as president in 12 and 13, we tried to put on seminars for some of the committees at the convention. So it's been an ongoing to try to improve that ground because we're all concerned with the safety of the animals and their well-being because we depend on those equine athletes. And I think that we're really continuing to do that. Heidi's heading up a ground committee that's made up of directors and some of our directors, plus three of the women that really travel a lot and go down the road, Lisa Lockhart, Haley Kinsel, and Brittany Posey are on that committee too. And they're doing some really exciting things. And maybe if briefly Heidi could just tell you a little bit about it. I've been in on their meetings, what they're doing concerning the ground. And I think it's really going to make a difference. And these drafts, Drags are really making a difference. Heidi, do y'all want to just briefly say what y'all are trying to do? Thanks, Jimmy. This is one of the most exciting things that I am currently involved in, and it's solution-based, not talk-based. So this committee, when we decided to bring it back, I did select the members of the committee. I did do that, people that were out rodeoing. Katie Pascoe, Kaylee Gallino, Dylan McPherson, and obviously I'm the chair. And we added those three because they're everywhere. They originally helped us target some certain rodeos to help, but right now we have an actionable plan. Our first thing that we did was adjust the application for rodeos. So our directors oftentimes didn't know who the tractor driver was. That is now on the application. So we have to know who's doing your ground. There's also a ground questionnaire. Do you have hard pan? Do you have this? Is your ground deep? Would you like assistance? So that brings us to our second 
action plan, which we are in the process right now. We are putting together a list of ground experts across the country. That may be Randy Spragans, who's done the ground at the NFR, both in Texas and Vegas this last year. I just heard that Brian Anderson, who used to be in Montana and now is in the turquoise, his wife Lisa is in the turquoise circuit, would be interested in helping. Amazing ground guy. But all of these ladies are putting, and I've asked in the first frontier for some girls to give me some names of people who can help up there. We are putting together that list to be used as a resource for these committees, whether they want to hire them, have phone conversations, tell them what their issues are, and have these people that are literally experts in their field help find a solution. The other thing, obviously, everybody on the board of directors is pushing is a drag at five or six. I have some feelings about it. I think in two years, it will be a staple across the country. I am going to be a little bit different than some on the hard and fast rule at a drag at five or six and wham, bam, we're putting it in. You either do it or we're not approving you. And here's why. If you do that, I can name eight stock contractors across the country, which I will not name on this podcast that have already said, if you do that, we will simply not have a barrel race. We cannot lose 150 to 200 rodeos a year with a hard and fast rule. This is about committee education, getting the committees to understand that the contractors work for them, having them buy into our new condensed drag rule, which helps the committee across the board, and putting out good information so that they make the decision to better their rodeo, all of them across the country. I want to see a drag at five or six in every rodeo. And I believe if we can provide this committee and the rest of the directors and the WPRA as a whole can provide this information about why this drag is paramount to equine athletes, as well as our lady athletes, our women athletes that are out there. These horses are fast, fast, fast today. And we are committed to having this happen. We are committed to helping committees and provide an action plan moving ahead. I'd just like to thank all the committees just to add that that are dragging. And the Cowboy Channel is showing it on theirs. And I think that's encouraging more of these committees. And when the women are interviewed after they have the fast time, without a doubt, every one of them are thanking the committee. And it just really makes such a difference, you know. It does. We're concerned with the health and well-being of our athletes, that our women are riding equine athletes. But also if the ground is good for the barrel race and they work with these committees to improve their ground, it's going to be good for all the equine athletes, whether it be one of the bucking horses or a calf horse. So it's good for the entire rodeo and the production and all the equine athletes. That's a great point. I I mean, no fan or no one in the grandstands and especially no competitor like to see those animals go down. And the women are thanking, just going up and thanking the committees. And I hope they'll continue to do that because you cannot believe it does make a difference. It makes a huge difference. And other committees across the country are seeing Rapid City is a great example. They've had that rodeo for 44 years and they've never had a drag at half. They did this year. That is incredible buy-in. And as committees see this and see the benefit, see the benefit of selling their tractor and drag to a sponsor, that's money in their pocket or it's paid for itself. It is really good and it is catching on hot across the country. Even in the last 12 months, it has been an incredible change already and one we are committed to doing across the country. 
That's remarkable, Heidi. And, and I want to ask both you and Jimmy, do you have contact information that you would like to share? I can give my telephone number. Of course, you know, I'm old time, so I'll give my telephone number. I'm on Facebook. My telephone number's out there for everyone. And our email, jmonroe at wpra.com or jmonroe at att.net. Just any way they'd like to contact me. So I'm on Facebook personally. Jimmy and I do share a WPRA Officers Corner page on Facebook that if you are members and would like to join, I think we have about 1,700 members on there currently. We both are on there. We both see messages on there. Uh, personal Facebook, I'm friends with probably more members than I've actually met in person. My email is Heidi.Schmidt at WPRA.com. My phone number is 701-928-0260. I invite anyone to contact me in any way. Spell Schmidt. S-C-H-M-I-D-T. Well, ladies, less than three weeks to go before the election. And as we said earlier, ballots went out today. So check your mailboxes. If they don't come in a few days, I would be getting back to the WPRA office. Good luck with that. Thank you again for joining us, Heidi, Jimmy. Appreciate what you do. Sharon, I'd just like to thank you so much for having us on your podcast today. We certainly appreciate it. And I would echo Jimmy. I think this is an outstanding thing to get information out for members. And we appreciate you being a longtime advocate of the WPRA, Sharon. I appreciate you both. Thank you for your time. We'll be right back after this brief commercial from our friends at Barrel Racing Superstore and MVP. Yes, it's a good day. For singing a song and it's a good day For moving along, yes it's a good day How could anything be wrong? A good day from morning to night And it's a good day The Barrel Racing Superstore is your one-stop shop and we're here to help you. We have Rainsman bits including Sharon's entire collection and those hard-to-find discontinued favorites that we're committed to keeping in stock. You can build the saddle of your dreams with our experts, including seat size, tooling, and colors, so you can have a truly custom saddle. If you need electronic timers for your arena or association, we have them. Call us, 530-570-1852, or go to BarrelRacingSuperstore.com. We're here for your success. MedVet Pharmaceutical Products are recognized in the industry as the trusted brand. Product ingredient formulas are pharmaceutical grade and certified for potency and purity through the National Animal Supplement Council for high performance. MVP's Gastroplex provides over 15,000 milligrams of high-level active ingredients recognized to support the integrity of soft tissue stomach lining against the abrasiveness of gastric acid. Gastroplex carries a 60-day satisfaction guarantee or 100% money back and is highly recommended by veterinarians and leading professionals, including Sharon Camarillo. Call United Vet Equine at 800-328-6652 and mention the Sharon Camarillo podcast to receive $50 off a two-month supply of Gastroplex. Retails at $108.75. This is Sharon Camarillo's Fun and Fast Times. And now, back to Sharon. Welcome back. In closing, there's a lot of moving parts in our podcast, and the conversation was about the rapidly approaching election. And I just have to reiterate, if you're a gold card member, if you're an active member or an inactive member, a reminder to vote. 
We have a vested interest in the outcome of this election. What happens in the WPRA affects over 200,000 barrel racers worldwide whose eyes are on the WPRA for guidance and inspiration moving forward. Once again, thank you to our guests, Jimmy Monroe and Heidi Schmidt, for their insight into the future of the WPRA. And as a suggestion, I had Jimmy on our 40th podcast, and there's some additional information you might like to listen to on Fun and Fast Times. The least we can ask for from our organization is the best possible competitive conditions with hassle-free support from our organization. Thank you to our producer, Rob Trigg, who actually makes me sound like I might know what I'm talking about. Our host, Dave Pratt and the Star Worldwide Network. And of course, Debbie Wood Matthews, a longtime business partner, our director. Our wonderful sponsors who supply our airtime, South Point Hotel and Casino. It's home to horses and competitors of all equine disciplines and to Achieve Equine, providing flare equine nasal strips designed to maximize performance. Barrel Racing Superstore for your tack and accessories, and MedVet Pharmaceuticals. Call MVP with any questions that you may have. They have a world of answers and terrific products. They're all WPRA supporters. Join us on Facebook. Contact us on SharonCamrio.com. I'm Sharon Camrio, and we'll see you all next time on Fun and Fast Times. Thanks for joining Sharon today. If you have any questions or comments, you can always reach out to Sharon at SharonCamarillo.com or email RafterCProductions at gmail.com. We'll see you next time on Fun and Fast Times with Sharon Camarillo, part of Dave Pratt's Star Worldwide Networks. I